0: Everyone, Siobhan Chapman here, and welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. It's Friday morning, which means it's time for the weekend review and preview conversation, where my guests will recap how markets have performed over the past few sessions and preview what you can expect in the week ahead. Joining us for the conversation, I'm glad to welcome back Danny Kessler, Asset Allocation Strategist with the UBS Chief Investment Office. Danny, welcome. We're happy to have you.
1: Hi, Siobhan. Thanks for having me on. Happy Friday.
0: Of course. Happy Friday. So let's get started. So, Danny, on Tuesday, Fed Chairman Powell spoke at a media event and outlined how the course for monetary policy might evolve in the next coming months. What are some notable takeaways from his remarks and what did the market response consist of?
1: Right. Yeah, that was definitely a a big event of this week. So monetary policy is going to be one of the biggest drivers uh, of markets in 2023, as it was in 2022. At the beginning of the year, there's been a bit of a disconnect between market pricing of the federal funds rate, which is the policy rate set by the FOMC, and what Fed officials have been communicating to the public. So the median estimate of the terminal rate, or the peak rate that the Fed funds rate will reach, according to Fed officials right now, is about 5.125%. Furthermore, no Fed officials believe that there are going to be rate cuts in 2023 as of right now. Meanwhile, the peak rate implied by the Fed Fund's futures market was at 4.81% as recently as last Wednesday, when the implied rate for December was also at 4.4%. So the driver behind this market pricing and this disconnect has been the risk of recession. Many market participants believe that the policy rate is already restrictive enough to cause a recession. So, if the economy does go into a recession, the Fed will likely cut rates to avoid restricting growth further. However, Fed officials have reiterated time and again to start the year that their job is not done yet. Inflation does appear to have peaked, but the labor market remains historically tight. So until the labor market loosens and wage growth falls substantially, the Fed will not feel comfortable that their fight against inflation is over. Robust employment figures released last Friday surprised Fed officials and the market alike, denting optimism from markets that the Fed may pause rate hikes soon and confirming that the Fed's job is indeed not over yet. The data sparked comments from Chairman Powell, who previously stated on Tuesday that the payroll data underlined his view that Fed officials have a significant road ahead to cool inflation and adding that they did not expect the jobs data to be this strong. The week prior, Chair Powell spoke at a press conference following the February Fed meeting and rate hike decision, referring to a couple more rate hikes and giving the impression that the cycle may have been drawing closer to the end. However, with this labor market data reaching new levels of historical tightness, risk remains that the Fed may have to hike rates more than anticipated and keep them higher for longer. Markets adjusted accordingly, with the implied rates for July and December rising as high as 5.16%, which is currently the estimated peak rate, and 4.86% respectively.
0: Turning to the quarter four reporting season, we're making our way through the late innings. How would how would CIO grade this grade this earnings season, and what are the prospects for an earnings season recession on the horizon?
1: Yes, Siobhan, you're right. So we're getting into the, the tail end of the fourth quarter earnings season as almost 80% of the S&P 500 uh, 500 market cap has reported. So far, we would continue to describe this earnings season as underwhelming, although not as poor as we initially expected. So in aggregate, earnings are missing by about 0.3%, but this number is somewhat skewed by poor results from some of the largest companies. In fact, of companies are actually beating sales estimates, and 68% are beating earnings estimates, while overall, sales are on track to grow by 4.5% year-over-year on aggregate. That said, we do believe the earnings recession has already begun this year. Corporate profits are on track to fall by 4% year-over-year. Furthermore, based on management team guidance, earnings look poised to modestly contract again in the first quarter. Of the companies that have reported so far, the median cut to their first quarter 2023 earnings per share estimates has been 2.4%, while the median cut to their 2023 full year EPS estimates has been 0.5%. So this is consistent with our view for S&P 500 EPS to decline about three to 4% to around $215 in 2023. Tighter financial conditions and the lagged effects of the Fed's rate hikes will likely keep earnings under pressure moving forward this year. So U.S. equities, they had a strong start to the year, although they have run into some turbulence in in the last week. We don't attribute any of these market moves to earnings results. Instead, equity markets appear to be more preoccupied with monetary policy and the effect rates will have on equity valuations, along with recession worries. In our view, the risk-reward trade-off for equities does not currently look appealing. We continue to recommend that equity investors position defensively and prepare for additional volatility ahead. Our S&P 500 year-end price target is 4000 but as always, we keep an open mind about potential changes in the outlook as more data is published and the full picture becomes clear.
0: Looking at the macro calendar, what were some notable data releases from the past week? Well, Siobhan, the data release
1: that really moved markets, I mentioned earlier, was, it was a week ago today on last Friday, as jobs data release resulted in major moves to rates and equity markets alike. The U.S. economy created 517,000 net new jobs in January versus a consensus forecast of just 188,000. So there was a, quite a big surprise there. While the jobless rate fell to 3.4%, which is the lowest level in 53 years. Elsewhere, average hourly earnings growth slowed to 4.4% year-over-year in January from 4.8% year-over-year the month prior, although this was still above expectations of a 4.3% rise. Coupled with an unexpected rebound in the ISM services PMI, the data caused markets to price a more hawkish trajectory for U.S. monetary policy, driving rates markets higher and equity markets lower. So looking at this past week, we saw a bit of a lull in economic data releases with the only real point of note, that jobless claims uh, number that came out yesterday, that number was 196,000, which was above consensus expectations of 190,000. Still, like we were mentioning, the labor market will need to cool significantly for the Fed to feel comfortable in a pivot of their current monetary policy path. The University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment and Inflation Expectations release is scheduled for 10 a.m. this morning, so within the hour. This will be an important gauge to see how market participants are digesting the most recent labor market and inflation data, as well as monetary policy.
0: So, Danny, looking ahead to next week, what should investors be mindful of?
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, Siobhan, the, uh, the Darth of Economic Data releases this week that we have Um, We we have a slew of prints to look forward to next week, luckily. So we start the week with one of the most important releases of the month as the January CPI, or Consumer Price uh, Inflation print, will be released on Tuesday. Market participants will hope to see a continued slowing of inflation, although current consensus expectations still point to elevated levels of inflation. Along with the NFIB Small Business Optimism Survey, we also get real average hourly earnings released on Tuesday. Cooling wage growth will be key for inflation to slow. Wednesday brings economic releases that will give us a better sense of U.S. economic growth with retail sales and a number of manufacturing data releases. Watching the consumer will be important, and particularly the savings rate, as the economy has shifted towards spending and services and will need the consumer to keep up resilient spending in order to keep the economy growing. Wednesday and Thursday also bring housing market data with the NAHB housing market index, new housing starts and building permits. The housing market is another important area to watch as a bottom in the housing market could possibly see a bottom in equities as well. And then lastly, we wrap up the week with the producer price index, another metric of inflation along with import and export prices. So investors have plenty of economic data releases to look forward to next week.
0: Thank you so much for joining us, Danny. We really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me on, Chabon. A pleasure, as always, to come on.
0: Of course. Again, today we have been joined by Danny Kessler, Asset Allocation Strategist with the UBS Chief Investment Office. And as a reminder to our listeners, Top of the Morning is a part of the UBS Market Moves podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as a UBS trending video series. From UBS studios, I'm Siobhan Chapman, and thank you for joining us.